Hey friend, happy Friday. I am so excited to bring you this amazing conversation with one of my prior students, Miss Jenna Griffith. And Jenna now has a top ranking podcast, the Joy Filled Podcast, which is really, really exciting and very full circle for both of us today. But Jenna is actually coming on. Of course, she'll share with you a bit about her road as a Stephanie Gass student, but she's actually here to teach on being joy-filled. Listen, motherhood is hard. Being a Christian woman is hard. Life is hard. And Jenna really wants us all to talk through this searching and seeking of joy together. Um, today, we really talk about finding joy in all the mundane because there there is so much beauty in the little blessings. And sometimes I think we're so fixated on what's next and where we're going that we can miss it. So I hope that today's conversation gives you confidence to show up no matter the season, no matter the struggles, and to really allow God's presence in and of itself to become a bigger joy in your life. Grab a warm, cozy cup of coffee and join Jenna and I in our conversation today. Hey friend, do you want to grow your online business and actually make more money? Are you sick of feeling pressure to constantly show up on social media or be tied to your phone 24-7? Do you wish you had more time to be present with your kids without worrying about your business falling apart? There's a way to simplify and streamline so you can make money, grow your audience, and still have balance in your life and business. Hey, I'm Steph Gass, Christian business and podcast coach, boundary boss, and multi-six-figure CEO. Want to learn how I did it? Go refill your iced coffee, because I'm about to teach you how to take your online business to the next level with God at the center of it all. I pray this blesses you. Let's get it. Hey, Jenna, welcome to the podcast, friend. I'm so excited you're here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Yay! I mean... This is, like you said in in the one of our emails with you, it was kind of a full circle moment for you. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little a little bit about like your journey and your experience podcasting and how you got started and all of that goodness. Yeah, so I started podcasting in 2020, um, in October of 2020. So it's been almost three years. Um, and I actually, uh, it was just kind of how I got started was just a really random like, my me and my husband were talking about something and he was like maybe you should start a podcast because I had tried blogging I had tried different things and nothing had just really stuck sounds familiar yeah (laughs) haven't we all been down that road um and it was one of those things like I have second guessed everything in my life but when he said that I was like you're right I should like it was just one of those things where I was like I have no doubt about this. And it took me a little while to figure out, you know, land on what I wanted to talk about and what I wanted to do. But I actually um, started searching uh, in Apple podcasts, like, how the heck do I start a podcast? Can a random person start a podcast? Like, because I mean, even in the past three years, podcasting has grown so much and it's so different now. But like in 2020, when I started, it was really like celebrities had podcasts, Mm. big names had podcasts. Like I was just some random person in Washington state. Like I'm like, (laughs) I don't have any sort of anything. And so, 
Um, I was like, can I even do this? Like, how do I even do this? And I started searching and I found this show called the mompreneur mastermind. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I, um, stumbled upon your, this was before the Stephanie gas show rebrand. Yeah. I stumbled upon all of your stuff and I was just like, this is exactly what I needed. I needed all of the clarity coaching. So you've kind of um, like kind of inadvertently coached me and mentored me. I went through um, PPU yeah. um, before I launched anything. And I really, um, the success that I've seen is direct. And I'm not just saying this because I'm on your show. It's, yeah. I have said this to people for the past three years. The success that I've seen is directly from the, the coaching in that course wow. and like the SEO training and the That's keyword right. training and the title training. And so I, I refer people to you and your show all the time. And uh, so this is really, yeah, it's, it was when I saw, um, the email come through, I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a full circle moment. And so it's just oh, such, wow. like I said, it's such an honor, um, to be here and be able to chat with you. Jenna, that means so much because when we pitched you to come on the show, we didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> We're like a student from way back when I very yeah. first launched mm -hmm. podcast pro university. Yeah. So for you to have achieved a level of success that is, I mean, you have 500 reviews on your podcast. I assume you're what you're a top something podcast in the, in the parenting category now. Yeah. So we were just recently looking at this and I think it was, I think I was top 30. Um, wow. I, I, it hangs out right around there. So you have probably a yeah. ton of downloads at this point. You don't have to share if you don't want, but, um, we're right around 350,000. Wow. Downloads. That's amazing. Like yeah. when you really consider those numbers, mm -hmm. like imagine 350,000 set of ears mm -hmm. sitting down yeah. every single week, Jenna, to be like, you're my person. It's wild. Jenna's my person. So question on that, and then we'll get into what you actually teach. Did you have a brand in mind when you were like, I'm going to set out to build the podcast? Was there already a business strategy in there? Or what was your initial, I guess, experience with business before you started the show? Um, yes and no. I, I knew that I had stuff I wanted to say. And I had always seen myself, I mean, I have, I've dabbled in like network marketing um, and things like that. And I've always kind of seen myself um, having some sort of an online presence, especially raising my kids. Like I knew from the get-go that I wanted to be able to be home with my kids. And so having some sort of an online business and online presence was always a priority for me. Um, and, but with podcasting, I really didn't know what the opportunity was. And so until I went through PPU and I started, um, you know, I was, I was just like eating up all of the content on your podcast and all of that stuff. And so then I started to learn, um, about all of the actual business opportunity with a podcast. And so it's been kind of, I'm honestly still figuring it out. Um, but it's been kind of a, a dance between it's a business, but it's also for me, first and foremost, it really, I just wanted it to be a ministry mm -hmm. um, because of my testimony and the things that I had experienced. And I just really wanted to um, help people and speak to people. And this was just kind of the easiest way to get 
the message that I wanted to share out there. So I hope that answers your question. It It does. And I think it gives permission to people who are like, I don't know exactly what the business end result would be. And that's the point. I think so often when we're called to do a thing, we don't know the outcome. Mm -hmm. We're unsure of, well, does this make money? And I think that's the wrong question. The question Mm -hmm. is, how do I step out in faith to say the things that I know will bless people and then watch what God will do? Like Mm -hmm. God's hand on Jenna's podcast. You've grown so beautifully and you have this flourishing, impactful, impact, truly business now where Mm -hmm. when you get that absolute clarity, if, and when of you wanting to really take the monetization to the next level, you already have the audience and that's what a beautiful thing. Like you're doing it in the right order. Yeah. So I just wanted to give some permission to people who are in in that boat. No, absolutely. And I just wanted to say one thing. I tried to focus on the monetization piece as the priority first And I found myself floundering and I found Mm -hmm. myself questioning myself and second guessing myself and, you know, going back on things and changing my mind. And there was no clarity when I was focused on the monetization piece first, Mm -hmm. the clarity didn't come until I just put that to the side and focused on the ministry and focused on the people and the message. And God has opened the doors of monetization. He's brought opportunities. He's brought in, yeah. in all, always I've, yeah. I've created resources. Um, I've also had, you know, I've worked with brands and had sponsorships. So it's, it's come in a lot of different ways. And it's been really cool to see, like, it's so true that we just have to take this step and clarity comes when we continue to take the steps and God provides everything we need. And so, yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of been my experience. That's so good. So Jenna, you're the joy girl. (laughs) Like, you know, when people think about what am I known for and what's my pocket in this online space? Like Jenna, when I think of Jenna, I'm like, oh, joy, like Jenna teaches joy. That's who you are. And it's what you exude. And it's what you stand behind. Tell us a little bit about like, how did you land in that pocket as your brand? And can you maybe start by defining joy to the audience? I honestly don't know how I landed in this spot. God. <laughs> Truly God. Yeah. I, when I set out to start a podcast, it didn't start with joy at all. It started with, I was going to do like, I was going to have a podcast where I just let moms come on and tell their birth stories. Like it totally yeah. different than what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, and then I just felt God tell me, no, you're not gonna, like, I need you to speak your voice. Mm-hmm. I need you to use your voice. Like very clearly, I felt him say that to me. And so, um, yeah, joy just kind of, I think because I was coming out of what inspired me to start the podcast was I was coming out of a season of, um, some real tough, I had, I had a really hard experience with postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety after my firstborn. Um, and so I was like, what's the opposite of depression joy. And, um, and so then I really began once I, once I began to dive into what joy actually is, because I think we get it wrong and we think that it's like this superficial happiness or this fleeting feeling, but joy, when we look in the Bible and we look in scripture, joy is a fruit of the spirit. And what that means when I, when we break down fruit of the spirit, it's evidence of 
being rooted. What is fruit? It's evidence of the roots of the healthy roots. And so when I, when we look at joy in that sense, we know that it's a promise. It's not something that we have to chase. Like there's a lot of messages out there about chasing joy or Mm -hmm. about, you know, trying to find it, but joy is being rooted in Jesus, being rooted in the spirit. Joy is Jesus. Jesus is joy. And so, and Jesus says, seek me and you will find me. So we don't Mm -hmm. have to chase joy. We just have to seek the person. Yep. And when I began to dive into that for myself and, and trying to just answer these questions for myself, like, how can I, how can I, you know, avoid a season, like what I went through again, like, how can I, like, what are the answers here? Is it, am I just seeking happiness? No, I'm seeking something deeper than that. Mm -hmm. And as I began to find those answers for myself, I just was overwhelmed with this feeling of like, this is it. This is the key. This is the thing that so many women, moms, people, Christians are missing. Yeah. We think that we have to chase this elusive thing down, but joy is right here waiting for us because it's found in him. And so that's kind of where, where it all started was just kind of a personal journey and, and, um, mission to find these answers for myself. And then out of that overflow, I really began to realize that a lot of people need to hear this. I'm not the only one that needs to find these answers. Um, and maybe I can help some people come along this journey too. So amen to that. I love your definition. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. It's a promise. Yeah. So knowing that you're in this seat of teaching joy now, and that being something that God's gotten you, I'm almost 127 million percent sure that there was a season that you did not have joy because just like with me and having business failure and now Mm -hmm. being a successful person that teaches business, we go through the trench in the thing that our call is ultimately going to land in. So can you talk to us? Are you willing to share a time? Like when you didn't have joy, what did that actually look like? Feel like, what were you going through? Yeah, absolutely. So I, with my firstborn, I, I mean, I am one of those people who motherhood was always my dream. Like as a kid, you told me, if you asked me what I wanted to be, when I grew up, I would say, I wanted to be a mom. And, and so I had this idea of what motherhood would be like for me. And, you know, I, I just had this idea that it would all be ease and it would all be just, you know, I think we all kind of go into it with that naive (laughs) idea of, and it, it, it's wonderful and beautiful, but it, I had a, um, without going into detail, I had a traumatic delivery experience with my firstborn. Um, it was not at all what I thought it was going to be. And I was like planning a natural birth, which I, I mean, I technically did, but it did not end up how I had planned. Literally and the I... same, Jenna. So funny. <laughs> so funny. Okay. Oh uh, Yeah. <laughs> And so after that, um, I didn't have the support that I should have had, um, after going through that experience, I was kind of just left on my own, um, which that's a whole conversation for another time, um, and left on my own to figure out everything. And then, so that traumatic experience, um, led to, there was kind of a ripple effect 
obviously like with my health, it was a health thing. And so I was just physically very weak from what I had gone through, which affected my emotions and my hormones and all that stuff. So anyways, I, um, I had undiagnosed, untreated postpartum depression. Um, I actually didn't really realize that that's what I was experiencing until after I had had my second born. Um, my, my oldest two are 16 months apart. So it was really close. Like I got pregnant while I was still experiencing depression and anxiety. Um, and, but her, that pregnancy actually, um, was super redeeming and in a lot of ways, but it wasn't until that postpartum experience, my second experience that I realized, oh my gosh, this is how it normally is. Like, this is how it should be. It, and what I experienced before was not, I thought it was normal until I had experienced my second experience. And I realized that the things that I was experiencing, um, was actually depression. Um, I was very, and like I said, I was, you know, the mom that always dreamt of being a mom, but I was very detached from my baby. Um, I was, uh, like I would go days without showering days without changing my clothes. Um, just very, like all the telltale signs. I, um, also had a anxiety. I, um, like wouldn't go places because I was, um, I would just overthink everything and was worried about something happening or whatever. Um, I, yeah, was just very, very much, there was no joy in my life and which was very hard because this was what I had looked forward to. This was it. This was the thing that was like, I felt like was my calling. And so to be in a, in a place where you, this is supposed to be it, but I, am so desperate for any sort of feeling like can I feel anything sure um that was really that was really hard to come to terms with and I've been a Christian my whole life I've walked with Jesus my whole life and so that almost added another layer of like God what in the world what what the heck is going on why am I like why is this happening to me at the time I felt like why me why Mm. is it so hard for me Like I'm supposed to be the one. And there was a little bit of pride, I think too. Like I'm supposed to be the one that this is easy. I'm supposed to be the one that, you know, is so good at this and and why is this my struggle? And so (laughs) obviously now on the other side, I know exactly why I walked through everything, but yeah, that was definitely probably one of the hardest seasons of my life. And we had other personal things that were really difficult. We had lost loved ones, um, in that season. And so Yeah, it was just, it was definitely the trenches for sure. Wow. And so you're sitting here with your second child. You've got a little baby, itty bitty, and now a newborn. Yes. You're feeling completely hopeless in a way. Mm -hmm. I can imagine that your, your husband's worried and you're feeling like you're missing all of these emotions you've been, you've been looking for what happened? Because, you know, I know there is always almost this, at least for me, I had like an exact story, but in the business sense, right. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting how we see parallels in the things we're meant to do in the future to help people. Mm -hmm. It's like a similar story played out in different areas of people's calling work. 
but for, so for me, it was like, there was a, a breakdown moment. There was a literal come to Jesus moment where some things started, they had to shift. They had to change. Did you have a moment like that, Jenna, or was it more of an evolution and kind of walk us through how did you, what were the steps that you started taking to recapture that joy again? Yeah. So when I was pregnant with my second, um, I, uh, it was, I was probably a couple months out from my due date and, um, we had had a church event and on the way home, I got a text from one of my friends and all it said was, Hey, I just want you to know you're not going to experience postpartum depression again. You're not going to walk through that again. And it was very prophetic. And this friend is a trusted somebody that I, I would trust to speak that over me. And, and I, I would trust that, you know, God would use her to speak that to me. And so I was just like, okay, I receive it. Like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because yes, by please. that time, yeah, yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> by that time I, you know, was kind of coming out, honestly, my second pregnancy was really healing for me. And it was when I started to experience kind of like the the clouds opening. And it really did feel like that. Like, I know that's a terminology that people use, but it really did feel like the clouds starting to part. And, um, but truly, and I know that this is not the most helpful thing, but it is my testimony. Truly the birth of my daughter, like I, in that room, it felt like I mean, she was born in the morning and she was born as sunshine was, it was in November. It was, she was born on November 21st. So it shouldn't be sunny. I live in the PNW. It shouldn't be sunny in November. (laughs) And it was around nine o'clock in the morning and there was bright sun shining through um, that delivery room when she was born. And it literally like everything like I said, I know that this isn't the most helpful, but it was as if like, it was God, Jesus, just flooding me yeah, the with the Lord was like, yes, I'm here. yes. like uh, shining light into the nooks and crannies that had felt so much darkness and just emptiness. Mm-hmm. And, um, and truly from that point on, and I, I, I always say like from the minute that she was born, I have not experienced what I experienced. Yeah. And so truly it was kind of a radical yeah. feeling like God delivered me from that. And, Got it. and, um, but he also <laughs> like, that was kind of a two part. He delivered me and he healed me. And I knew that I was healed. And I knew that I wouldn't walk through what I walked through. But then as I, as I walked through my second postpartum experience, he was showing me the things that I was doing, um, almost intuitively, but the things that I was doing that like, this is different. Remember that this is different. And so, uh, yeah, he healed me and then he showed me, you know, kind of how to like continue to walk in healing, I guess you could say. So. So what do you think the main lessons were like, cause you go through this season that's so hard with all, with the postpartum depression, all those things. And then it's almost like a radical healing that you walk through to experience now this mm-hmm. new level of joy. And almost like you said, a redemption mm-hmm. of what you had experienced prior. What do you think 
God was, why did, why, you know, I believe that he, he allows things to happen to us yeah. so we can learn and we can glean and we can take those lessons with us. What do you think those things were now that you are on the other side of that? Yeah. So a few things, one, um, knowing what joy really is. I think that it was in that season that he taught me what joy truly is and, and that it is staying connected to our savior and, um, staying connected to the Holy spirit. You know, when we read the fruit of the spirit passage, the next verse, it actually talks about, um, walking in step with the spirit and that all of these things come to us when we walk in step with the spirit. And so, um, I really just decided to learn what it meant to really walk in step with him every day as a mom, um, you know, and what that looked like. And it, it, in motherhood, you know, it doesn't always look like, like getting the same rhythm of reading our, reading my Bible at 7am every morning. Like it's not always that routine. And so I, I really had to get creative and go, how can I like Jesus says, seek me and, and mm-hmm. you'll find me. So how can I be seeking him every day in the mundane, in the simple things, yeah. in, in the busyness, in the hustle and bustle, like there's gotta be a way, like, he's not just in my Bible. He's in my sure. Bible. That's where I learn about him. And that's where I learn and I grow, but he is all around me. And so how yeah. can I be seeking him? as I'm nursing my baby or rocking a baby to sleep or, you know, juggling a toddler and a newborn, how can I be seeking him? And so I really began to make my life worship and Mm -hmm. learning to kind of have an active relationship with Jesus for the first time in my life, like having a, um, you know, having, living the kind of life that really is seeking him in every, in every moment and, you know, praying as I'm, as I'm uh, rocking babies to sleep or, you know, just listening to worship music instead of, you know, having a quiet, empty house, those kinds of things, um, were the things that I did differently. Um, practically speaking, uh, loving myself enough to take care of myself, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, really caring about nutrition and caring about taking a shower and getting dressed, like those little practical things that it's like, it does matter and it is important. And, um, yeah, just staying connected to him and caring for myself, my spiritual self, my physical self, caring for my whole self, Um, and yeah, really, um, allowing him to speak to me through, um, whatever little thing it might be and, and really remembering that, um, my purpose is where my feet are and, um, you know, if he's, if he's placed it in my life, if he's placed it in my hands, then he's called me to it and there are no accidents. And so I should be faithful, whether that's podcasting to a couple hundred thousand people or making lunch for my kids. Like 
that's where my feet are. That's what he's placed in my lap. That's what he's placed in my hands. And so, um, I'm going to be faithful with that. And the joy comes in, in doing his work, the work that he's called us to do, whether that's simple, boring motherhood (laughs) or, you know, the glamorous things or the not glamorous things. Like the joy is in doing the work that he's called us to do. It's a word girl. It's really good. It's so good. So lastly, I think I'd want to know what if somebody sitting in the season that you sat, they're feeling the emptiness, mm-hmm. they're, they're lacking the joy. They haven't had a supernatural healing. They mm-hmm. have experienced something that feels like a redemption in this area. They're not wanting to get out of bed. They're completely unmotivated. What would be remembering how you felt like what would have been some actions you could have taken then when you didn't mm-hmm. want to, what are right. some tactical things they might start with? Yeah, I, uh, well, at first I would say, if you are in that season, I know that God feels far. I know that it feels like there's emptiness all around you, but he is near and, um, keep seeking him would be the first thing first and foremost, continually seek him. And that doesn't have to be, it it can be simple. Our, our pursuit of Jesus doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be this five-step plan, but just a simple, God, I need you. Yeah. Show me you today. Give me eyes to see you today. Mm -hmm. I'm desperate for you. I prayed that prayer a lot. I, I prayed, I would, I would say, God, I just feel like I need a hug from you. Like, yeah. can you just show me you? Yeah. Um, and then having eyes to see when he does show us, um, I would say practically <laughs> get dressed, like do the things that you don't want to do that, you know, are the things that you're supposed to do. I think that I talk a lot about on my podcast, I talk a lot about self-care, not in like a frilly way, but truly taking care of yourself. Um, So, you know, shower, change your clothes. Like I would go days and days in my husband's old t-shirts and shorts and like (laughs) not even changing my underwear. And so I'm like, start there. If, If you're really in this, that season, start there. Um, something that I'm super passionate now about is, um, getting dressed every day and getting ready for my day. And I always say dress like you're here on purpose. Um, whether Mm, it's, you know, whether it's your mom, whether it's you're, you're just home for the day, like dress, like you're here on purpose. Um, because your that starts to change your mind about your circumstance and your situation. Um, And then I would say, live your life on a joy hunt. You know, Mm -hmm. I've said, I've said that Jesus says, seek me and you will find me. And if, if Jesus is the joy that we're searching for, then live every day on a hunt for joy. Mm. Because when we live when we ask God to give us eyes to see him and to see his goodness and to see his faithfulness and to see his hand in our life. And then we live our life with that perspective of like, I'm just searching. I'm obsessed with searching 
for the joy in my Mm. life. We will find it. We will begin to see things with a new perspective, with a fresh vision, with new eyes, and our life will start to feel differently because of the way that we're seeing it. Our circumstances might not change. Your circumstances might not change, right? But the way that you see it will change because joy is not joy is not dependent on our circumstance. It's not a fleeting feeling that's dependent on our circumstance. Joy is what we get to experience inside of us through the Holy Spirit. It's what we have access to as Christians despite of what we're going through and what we're walking through. It's available to us. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's what carries us. It's what Jesus did on the cross. It's the promise that of, of forever of eternity with him, that is joy. And so when we live with that at the forefront of our mind and we live on this hunt for all of the beauty that Jesus Mm -hmm. has readily available for us because yes our world is crazy but Jesus is still Jesus and his joy his mercies are still new every morning Mm -hmm. his joy is still enough for us and so when we live our life on a hunt for joy we will find it and I've seen that in my own life I've seen it I've seen it in the testimonies of you know, all of the women in my community. And I just, I know it to be true. And I would say, like, just try, just, just try, try to try going on a joy hunt and see if your perspective and your circumstance doesn't change. Yes. Oh, that was so powerful. Thank you so much for being vulnerable today and sharing with us your story. And I know so many people listening can relate and can find value and gold in the wisdom that you shared today. So thanks for being a vessel. Uh, yeah. Jenna, if they want to hang out with you for longer, cause duh, where can everybody <laughs> come and hang with you? Yeah. So my podcast is the joy filled podcast. Um, so you can find me over there and, um, you can come join our free community and come be a part. Um, if you're a mama or even if you're not a mama, you can come. There's a seat for you in our community. And then I'm also on Instagram at Jenna Griffith Co. So Jenna Griffith Co. Um, and you can find me over there too. Amazing. Thanks, Jenna. Thank you for having me. Did you have fun or learn something? Leave mama a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it stretched you, challenged you, or grew you in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a business breakthrough? It would also bless me big if you take 30 seconds and leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, come watch my free workshop where I'll teach you how to grow your online business in less than two hours a week using podcasting. Watch right now at podcastforgrowth.com. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.